Well, hello there again, and welcome back to Revelations with Isaac Petrie. I am honored to be able to bring the word of God to you. That's all we have is God's word. That's all we can lean on is God's word. That's all we can trust is God's word, especially in times like these. And so I want to say this before I open the word of God to you. First of all, I just want to just welcome you and thank you for tuning in. Help me get the word out. If you would share this, I would greatly appreciate it. But before we dive into today's word, as we pick up on part two of the kingdom of heaven, I want to encourage you to pray for the leaders of this nation. And if you're watching in the nations of the world, pray for your leaders. Pray that God would give them the wisdom to know that there's one mediator between God and man, and that is the man Christ Jesus, so that you can live quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness. This is why you've got to pray that God would shift things in nations so that the people living underneath the rule of governments and and governors and presidents and prime ministers and kings and mayors can live a life of all godliness in peace and quietness. That's what we want. And so as we are in the midst of this global pandemic, we need you praying for your leaders so that we can come up out of this and that God would grant them the wisdom to lean on the knowledge that is in Christ Jesus and that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will invade their minds so that they can lead us in a way that produces godliness and peace. So I just wanted to take a moment and say, pray, 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 pray. Now, we're going to dive back into the revelation of the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, because I believe with all of my heart, this is the message of the hour. Why? Because Matthew 24, 14, we're going to pick right back up there and just lay the foundation again that right in the midst of all these wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and earthquakes and famines and viruses, he said the end is not yet. But he did say the end would come when the gospel of the kingdom, Matthew 24 and 14, has been preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. That the gospel of the kingdom proclaimed in all the world as a witness to all the nations. That word witness right there means evidence, which means it will be evidentially manifested and seen and known and embraced. And I'm telling you right in the midst of all of these global pandemics, there's about to be a global invasion of the kingdom of heaven in the nations of the world. I believe it down to my toes. This is one reason why we are still here. Every time these things break out, people begin to think, oh my Lord, is this the end? And we start looking for another opportunity to escape. The rapture's coming. Is this the sign of the end? And we've done that for decades and decades only to find out we're still here. 
because we don't understand that God is not just interested in rapturing the church out. I believe in that. So please don't misunderstand me, but he is interested in bringing his kingdom in because Jesus died for the redemption of the earth. He wants the harvest from the earth. His mind is on getting his global dominion in the earth so that the people of God can know what it's like to live underneath heaven's word and heaven's rule because in the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So now how is he going to establish that kingdom? I don't believe that he is saying the gospel will just be preached into all the world and as a evidential manifestation in all the nations of the world and then the end will come, meaning that he's just waiting for a preacher to show up in all these nations and preach the kingdom. No, what he is saying is that the kingdom will be preached, proclaimed in nations, and it will be evident that nations will have the proclamation of the kingdom in them in manifestation. And what that simply means is it will be received. It will be functioning. They will be hearing the word of the kingdom. They will be following the word of the kingdom. That's how it's going to become a witness. This is how it's going to be evidence. And so God is about to raise up ministers and not just ministers, but leaders, presidents, prime ministers, kings, prophets, apostles that are going to so impact nations that the proclamation of the kingdom is going to bring a manifestation of those nations functioning in the kingdom of heaven in their nations. This is the end game. This is what God wants. He died for nations. He's after nations. And so now, how is that going to happen? What, how am I going to get the kingdom into nations? This is why I took all this time last week explaining to you what the kingdom is. It is a government. It is not a religion. It is a government, which means Jesus came to the earth to not give us the word of God for religious teaching. He gave us the word of God for legal law practice. In other words, what you're holding in your hand is a constitution of the kingdom. This is kingdom law. These are kingdom laws. These are kingdom laws. These scriptures are not religious teachings. They are kingdom rules. They are kingdom laws. They govern kingdom behavior, kingdom conduct, kingdom morality, kingdom business practice, the way we are to do everything underneath the government of heaven. So now you know what the clash is. It is the clash between the way governments are set up to function in the earth versus the way the kingdom of heaven is ready to move in and reestablish its governmental functions.
And so this is an invading thing because when you have nations that have been set up wrong and are functioning wrong and then you bring the rule of God, the law of God in there, that's an invasion. That's, that's why the Bible talks about the kingdom suffered violence and the violent taken by force. This thing, this thing is on a forceful advance because when you're talking about coming into nations and bringing God's law and bringing those nations under the subjection of God's law, then you're talking about an invasion of a whole new system of thinking and believing and acting and functioning that is going to oppose the systems that are already set up in the earth. So it's going to bring a kingdom clash and that's what you're seeing in nations right now. You're seeing nations fighting to find out what is the true definition of a man, of a woman, of marriage. What is the true definition of, of a home? What is the true definition of life? When does life begin? What, what, what is the true way to govern economies? What is the true way to have justice in a nation? Is it just social justice and everybody running around fighting or is it biblical justice? Is it biblical righteousness? Is it, is it the way to handle economies and the way to allocate resources and funds in a nation? All of these things are in this book. This book addresses the totality of the way men and women are to function in the earth. And so I got great news for you because that means that this book and the laws that rule in this book are going to start to govern nations again toward the end. Wow, what a great, great, great promise, which means there will be nations in the earth that submit to the authority of God, that submit to the laws of God. And so everything changes when you understand that this book is a kingdom law book. This is kingdom constitution. This is a kingdom book. It is not a religious book. And so now how do you break that down to make sure the kingdom gets in nations and starts to rule nations? It starts with the individual. It starts when individual people begin to say, I am going to live by the laws of this book. Now we've got conflict because there are certain laws that are in the land that are not in this book. And that's okay. That's fine. We should obey the laws of the land. We should honor the laws in the land that our governments have set our states have set, unless it violates the law that is in this book. And when the law of the land violates the law that is in this book, now we see the clash of kingdoms. And now what the church is designed to do is make sure that this book changes the law of the land. See, this is the assignment of the church. It's not to just have great sermons and great churches and great buildings and great light shows and great worship and great prayers if we're not advancing the kingdom of heaven on earth. 
which means you and I are positioned where we are on this earth to be stewards of the kingdom. So first of all, we have to, as individuals, accept the kingdom. That's why the Bible says, repent for the kingdom is at hand. That word repent means to change the way you think, metaneo in the Greek. It means a change of thinking. That means I have to give up my way of thinking for his way of thinking. I have to give up the way I've done things for the way he said do things. I have to give up my rights and submit to what is right just in the word of the kingdom of God. And so you start by bringing your life underneath the rule of God's word. Why? Because when you got born again, you became a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. That's what it means to be born again. That's what happened to you. You got born again. You became a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus became your Lord. Matter of fact, let me just, because I've been quoting a lot of scripture, but let me, let me turn to a little bit of it so that you can understand it. Romans 10, verse number nine says that if you confess with your mouth, listen to this phrase, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. What you literally said, when you confess Jesus is you just said, Jesus is my King. He is my Lord. That's why the Bible declares he's King of Kings and Lord of Lords, because you just submitted to a King. Well, you can't submit to a King and not be in his kingdom. And one of the things that we must start to relay as a foundational teaching in the body of Christ, that he was not just a preacher. He was not just some evangelist coming through healing people. He was a king sent from the ultimate king of heaven to earth to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And so now you start in your life by saying, Jesus is my king. And you have to live in a kingdom by the king's decree. This is the king's decree. That's why if you go back and read Psalms 119, an amazing number of Psalms, where that whole Psalms is about the word of God. Just go and read it. I'm just flipping to it. I mean, the, the, the whole psalm is about the word of God. All of the word. All of it's about the word. You will be shocked of how much time, um, how many times you see the word law, statutes, all of those things in there that describe God's word. Because it's telling you that these are the words of a king of a ruler, Elohim, God Almighty. He is a king. Jesus is a king. His word is law. 
decree, statutes. And so now what we've got to do is we've got to preach this, not as religious understanding of rituals and revelations of some good preacher. No, these are the words of a king sent through men that he inspired so that we may live under. And so it is God's desire to get his word to govern nations. Oh, my God. What kind of person would you be if his word governed everything you did and said? The way you acted, the way you behaved, the way you treated people. If we governed ourselves under his law, you would be and I would be amazing human beings. And I'm not saying that you're not. I'm just preaching in this hypothetical what would happen if you had cities that lived under his law? What would happen if you had a state that would declare we abide by the laws of the kingdom of heaven and everything we do is governed by this book? What would happen if you had nations that submitted to this book? There would be no wars. There would be no famines. There would be no pestilences. There would be none of this calamity. Why? Because in the kingdom, there are three things that manifest. Righteousness, peace, and joy. There would be no lack of provision because he said, if you sought first the kingdom, Matthew 6, all these things will be added unto you. What is going to happen here in these last days is there's about to be a forceful advance of the laws of God that are going to start govern, governing the nations, the states, and the cities, and the people on the planet. This is the message we've got to get out. And in order to do it, we're going to have a clash of kingdoms. There is going to be a fight because Satan does not want to turn loose. So now next time when I come on, I'm going to talk about the kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of God. This is the battle we are in in the last days. Two kingdoms vying for supremacy in the earth. This is what it's about. This is what it's about over your life. Two kingdoms seeking to control your life and the one you submit to will be the one that dominates and governs your life. And you don't want the kingdom of darkness ruling your life. There will be no righteousness, no peace, no joy. Only thing that comes out of that kingdom is killing, stealing, and destroying. So we're going to talk about those kingdom clashes over nations next time. Listen, I'm out of time. Don't forget to get the book Divine DNA. I was preaching a series on it when this pandemic hit and I paused preaching on it because I wanted to address what's happening in the hour we are living in so that we can get through these pandemics and reset the nations and make sure that we are under the covering of the kingdom of God. But get the book. It's a blessing. This book is for this time. It's in subtitled Your Identity with Divinity. 
It is time for us to realize who we were created to be. And that's all of us on this journey to being more like Jesus. So get this book, Great Revelation, about the three pillars that God created us in, divinity, dignity, and dominion. So that information will be on the screen. Also join us on all our social media platforms. We've got word coming to you. We're gonna be increasing it as much as we can so that we can minister to your spirit and get you ready for the days that are ahead. And so listen, until next week, you be blessed.